Good evening. This is Pastor Bill here at Solid Rock Bible Church, and I want to welcome you here this evening. Uh, we're going to bring you a little message tonight. Uh, being a pastor, I run into a lot of people, and some of the questions they, they ask you, uh, a lot of people would say, you know, they'd kind of, what you mean you don't know that? Or they would make fun of a person. That is one thing that I never do. If a person asks me a question, I figure, figure that they got a reason for asking that question. And one of the questions that I get asked ever so often and to somebody that's, that knows Jesus Christ and has served Christ and been there a while, this is a very simple question. But to the, to the person that has never accepted Christ, maybe looking at, well, Christianity looks like a pretty good deal. I may, I may think about that. How do I do it? You know, and to most people, that would seem like, you mean you don't know how to come to God? You don't know. Well, evidently, if they did, they wouldn't have asked. So uh, tonight, what I want to do is I've entitled this little message. It's, it's fairly short, and everything, but it's how to become a Christian. How do you become a Christian? Well, first of all, we have to know God loves us, and he wants to have a very personal relationship with us, kind of a one-on-one -on -one basis. Well, how does God do a one-on-one -on -one basis with so many people? Well, God does it by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You and God have a personal relationship that only you and God have. And, you know, I like that. I like knowing that I have a personal relationship with God that nobody else has. It's just God and I, we have our own personal relationship. We have those certain things we talk about, certain things I pray about. And uh, it's just a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that's the way God is. He loves us and he likes that one-on-one. -on -one. He wants to get to know us better. Or I say he already knows us, but we get to, get, we get to know God better. We get to see his love. We get to feel his love. But what do you have to do to become a Christian? Well, that's what we're going to look at here right fast. You know, and there is one thing really though that separates us from God. And that one thing that separates us is called sin. The Bible describes sin in numerous ways. But most simply, sin is our failure to measure up to the holiness of God and His righteousness. We sin by the things that we do, the things we say, the choices that we make in our life, even the thoughts that we entertain. Notice I said something, thoughts that we entertain. When we have the wrong thoughts come to us, do we sit there and dwell on them? Do we sit there and think on them? Do we entertain them? If these thoughts are not from God, get rid of them. Don't sit there and dwell on them. Those thoughts could cause you to go into a deeper sin and just reject those thoughts and get rid of them and don't sit there and dwell on them and, and think of them. Don't entertain them. Don't welcome those thoughts into your life. 
And uh, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, that there is no one righteous, no one at all. Not even one person is righteous. Then in Ecclesiastes 7.20, it kind of tells us the same thing again. This is scripture backing up scripture. It says, for there is not one just man upon earth that does good and sins not. Not one of us. We have all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. No matter how good we try to be, none of us does the right things all the time. We just don't do it. You know, and God says that every person who has lived is a sinner. Every single person has sinned. And that, that, and that any sin in our life can separate us from God, and this includes you and me. We can be separated from God because of sin in our life. You know, here in Romans uh, 3.23, it says that we are all sinners. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us have sinned. And it says if we have no sin, we're not being honest with God. We're lying because we've all sinned. And many people are confused about the way to come to God. And that's what I was saying when I go, how do I become a Christian? How do I come to God? Some think that they will be punished or rewarded according to how good they are. Some think that, that uh, they should make things right by their own lives before they come to God. You know, I've asked people, I said, why don't you come to church? Why don't you get to know God? I said, well... Before I can do that, I've got to get myself cleaned up. I've got to make some changes in my life. No, God's the one that's going to make the changes in your life, not you. If you could have done it, you would have already done it. You can't do it. Only God can do it. And many find it hard to understand how Jesus could love them. They say, how can Jesus love me, like people say, when other people don't? Well... God does love us. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. And your sin, yes, our sins, God can't look upon them. It says that God cannot look upon sin. Do y'all remember when Jesus Christ went to the cross and he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Why did God forsake his son on that cross? At that moment, that was a time that all the sins of the world were poured out on Jesus Christ. Jesus had sinned, and God could not even look upon his own son because of sin. Jesus knew this, but Jesus volunteered to come and be sin for us. He took our sin. He paid for our sin because we couldn't. But because of God's great love for us, he sent his son to die for our sins. Jesus was the only one who could take our sins and cleanse us. The Bible tells us in Romans 5, 8. Now listen to this. This was all while we were still sinners. We were sinning still, but God did something on our behalf. Listen to what God did. It said, God demonstrated his own love for us in this way. While we were still sinners, while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. 
While we were still in our sin, Christ went to that cross. Now that is love. That is love. While we were still in our sins, Christ died for us. For you to come to God, you have to get rid of all your sin problem. Well, how do I do that? Well, you can't in your own strength. Not one of us can do this on our own. You can't make yourself right with God by trying to be a better person. You say, well, I'll just try to be a better person. I'll do good things, and I will do a lot of works for God. Well, that's good, but that don't, that don't save you. That don't take your sin away. Only God can take away our sins. God's willing to do this, too. Not because of anything you can offer him. You can't buy your way out through God. You can't offer God anything in the way of money or works or anything like that. What you have to offer God is your acceptance of his son, Jesus Christ. Just because he loves you, you cannot buy your way out. We cannot buy our way out. It's only through Christ that we can be saved. Look at what it says in Titus chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Jesus saves us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. You can't do enough righteous things on your own to be saved. You can't do it. You don't have it in you. It's only by God's grace that allows us to come to him. It's his grace, not our efforts to try to clean up our life or to work our way to heaven. You cannot earn God's grace. It is a free gift from God. You mean God would give me a free gift like that? Why? Simply because he loves you. You're his creation. You're his child. He loves you and he wants you to love him back naturally and to accept his son as your Lord and as your Savior. You know, here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, now listen to what it says. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through your faith in Christ. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that you can't boast. It's by his grace. You can't do it by works so you can go out and say, boy, look at all the stuff I did. Boy, God's got to love me. God's got to let me get into heaven. No, it is simply by his grace, not by any works that you do. But before you can come to God, the penalty for your sins must be paid. You have to get rid of your sins before you can come to God. God's gift to you is his son, Jesus Christ, who paid your sin debt for you when he died on the cross. He paid the sin debt that you owed because you couldn't. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The only thing left for us to do is to accept the free gift that Jesus has for you right now. That is a free gift. He did all the work. He did everything that needed to be done. And he is giving it to you as a gift. 
so that you can be saved, so that you can be a Christian, so that you can come to God. And uh, so the only thing for you left to do, like I said, is to accept the free gift that Jesus has for you right now. He said, well, what do I have to do to accept that free gift? What is required? You know, there's a couple of scriptures here that pretty well sum up what we have to do to be saved. And this is Romans 10, 9 and 10. I think this is about as clear as God can make it to us. It says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. <coughs> For it is with the heart that man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. These two scriptures sum up what you must do to be saved. <coughs> but oh, Bill, I've done so much in my life. How do I know he will accept me? He's got another scripture there, Romans 10, 13. He figured you was going to ask a question, so he's already given you the answer. It says, For whomsoever shall call upon the name of Jesus Christ shall be saved. Whosoever. Whosoever. It don't make no difference what you've done, where you've been, who you've been with, or anything else. If you will believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, Jesus says, when you call up on me, I'll forgive your sins. When you believe on me in your heart. Now God says that if you believe in his son Jesus, you can have eternal life. You can have eternal life with him in heaven. You don't realize what he's saying? He's saying, if you will accept my son, you have just bypassed hell. You have bypassed hell and gone straight to heaven. You have eternal life now with God. Let me ask you out something out there. Are you ready to accept God's gift of eternal life right now? Because Jesus is offering it to you right now. Those of you who have asked, what do I have to do? I have just told you. If you will accept Jesus Christ by believing upon him, believing he is the son of God, he died on the cross, he rose the third day, now he's sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. If you will believe this in your heart, call upon him and ask him, Lord Jesus, I want to come to you. I need you to be my savior. I want you to be my savior. Will you forgive me of my sins and receive me as your, as your child. You know what the answer is already? The answer is yes, I will. Because you have asked and you have believed in your heart. If it's your desire to receive Jesus into your heart as a personal Savior, that's all you have to do. It's just ask Him and believe in Him. If you, are, if you would like to, i got a prayer here I'd like for you to pray with me. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you pray this prayer with me right now? Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I do not deserve eternal life. But I believe you died and rose from the grave to make me a new creation, to prepare me to dwell in your presence forever. Jesus, I ask you, 
to come into my life, take control of my life, forgive my sins, and save me. I am now placing all my trust in you, Lord, for salvation, and I am accepting your free gift of eternal life. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to come into my life and to be my Lord and to be my Savior. My friend, if you have prayed that prayer with me, you have just trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you know what? I, I wish on Facebook or call the church or something, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you let me know? I want to rejoice with you. I want, I want that happy feeling, knowing that there's another soul that has entered into the kingdom of God. If you would call me personally, that'd be fine. My phone number is 817-304-7443. And I say my name is Pastor Bill Gay, and I would be glad to rejoice with you congratulate you, have a prayer with you, and welcome you to the kingdom of God. In closing, I would like to quote something that Billy Graham once said, and this is so true. Billy Graham made the quote, he says, I have never met a man yet that regretted receiving Christ into his life. And I guarantee you, you will never regret receiving Jesus Christ, because like I said, by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have just bypassed the lake of fire, hell, and all the bad stuff that goes with it. And you're going to be in heaven with God and the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. So I want to thank you for listening tonight. I want to thank you for being here. And if there's any way you can, let me know that you have accepted Christ. I want to rejoice with you. So, in closing, let us just have a prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that if somebody's out there, Lord, that they will come to you and receive you. Lord, this is going to be the best decision they've ever made. It's going to be the best decision because now they have eternal life. If something happened to them 10 minutes from now, if they've received you, they're on their way to heaven. They have eternal life through Jesus Christ. So, Lord, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. And, Father, I thank you for what you're going to do yet in the future to come. So, Lord, thank you, and I give you praise. And, Lord, I just ask you to put your hedge of protection around everybody that's hearing this message, put your hedge of protection around them and protect them. Through all this pandemic that we're going through, be with them. Lord, just let them feel your presence and just, just let it be their thought. Lord Jesus, I thank you that I now belong to you. So thank you all again for being here. Thank you for listening. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you next week. And thank you again. Amen.